The Plant Powered Show Pop-Up Podcast is brought to you by Latitude Apart Hotel and the City of Cape Town. Welcome to the Plant Powered Show Pop-Up Podcast, the ultimate destination for anyone seeking advice on plant-based products and hoping to find ways to reduce their environmental footprint while still enjoying a vibrant and fulfilling life. Hey, my name is Sean Lewitz, and I'm joined in our pop-up studio today by Christian Campbell. Welcome to our, like I said already, the pop-up podcast studio. Well, thank you for hosting me today. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm thrilled to be in conversation with Christian because you've been working with food and in the food industry for, I'm just going to say decades, for a very long time. Yeah. How did it begin? <laughs> Where did it begin? It started, um, I think, cooking with my, my stepmom. When I was in high school, I used to help start preparing dinner, and then I took an interest in it. And then in, in the bad old days, it was national service for two years, and I thought, hell, if I'm going to be doing this, let me do something that I might be you know, in love a little bit. So um, I, man I managed to, uh, first of all, got into the Navy, I don't know how, and then secondly, <laughs> I requested the catering division, which I got into, and um, I, I, I had a ball, you know, cooking, but it, I, I also volunteered to go into a, onto a ship. So I worked with a small crew of 50 people on a very fast boat, and um, it really taught me um, resilience in terms of conditions. So, you know, you're literally holding, you're holding like a, like a, uh, this handle in this little galley with this other chubby chef with me and, and stuff slushing around and smoke and, and then the crew's waiting for their meal. And so it was the most amazing experience to, to find that resilience in, in my personality, in my, in my character. And then the spin-off from that was just cooking the, the joy that um, people found in food. So everybody, you know, their, their wives are at home or their girlfriends and we're out at sea and just the effect that food could have on, on people. And I just loved that effect. And I think if I, if I look back now, I think the quality that I come to come back to the most is that feeling of nurturing. Mm -hmm. I really want to nurture and um, it's driven me a lot in, in all the decisions I've made uh, today to my life. And, and what incredible shift as well when you're now comparing uh, sort of cooking in a galley and slushing around and holding on <laughs> and that resilience there and preparing good nutritious meals as best you can with the ingredients that you have and then you know fast forward to experiences at places like uh, Boschendal and, and Dele Kraft that are so well known for the quality that they produce day in and day out that I mean, A, it's a jump, but B, what an incredible pleasure it must be to be associated with that still to this day. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, a lot of credit must go to a lady who has since passed on. Her name was Liz McGraw, the Liz McGraw Hotel Collection. Um, and she really believed in me and she nurtured me for five years. I ended up working with her on and off for probably 15 to 18 years. And um, she really believed in what I did. And um, we did some great things together. And I, I use that as a springboard, which um, I took a short break from the industry. Um, I actually did it twice. I didn't. Um, I actually went, I made cheese for about three years. Did I you? I was producing about six tons of feta cheese a month. Um, I had to get up really early, go collect the milk, and I was making this cheese. So I took a few diversions from pure like chefing world. Um, and yeah, so but 
from from that, I sort of jumped into Delay Graph Estate, which um, I just love startups. You know, I love that adventure okay. of, of building, like bringing to birth something. So you have this entity that is empty; it's a shell. You've got the equipment and everything, but it just doesn't have any life to it. And um, and the people that come in don't connect with each other yet. So nothing. There's no life force connecting uh, people together and the kitchen and its own life force. And then the menus and the food and then the guests. And it's just amazing to to cultivate that, um, bring to birth um, that that connection. And um, I, I had an absolute wild time at Lair and uh, I've got a lot. My learning experience there was huge, and it was also a huge. Uh, jump for me or a stepping stepping stone to really follow the passion of um, sustainability and um, in terms of respect for animal husbandry um, and to ensure that I could tell a story that people would start questioning where their food came from. Mm. I, I brought awareness to that and I started that what about 15, 15 years ago that journey. And uh, Bashandal was a, a sort of a progression because I went from, always joke that I went from, uh, from mink to manure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Bashandal again was a startup and it was a massive project. Um, I worked with the most amazing team. Uh, had a CEO at the time that had, um, I hope I can say this, balls of steel. You can, you just um, <laughs> And um, yeah, he had a great vision uh, with an with owner that um, supported it. And um, I think what was so beautiful about Bashandal was that the ingredients, I knew where they came from, mm. you know, they came from the garden. Mm. Or, so, I mean, we were literally harvesting. And, you know, it was really crazy. I've got to tell the story. We. Because we're so used to buying food in, in, in like containers and this and that. And then we'd store it in the cold room. And I started doing that at, at Bashandar, I think. And then I looked in the cold room and I thought, what am I doing? I'm storing vegetables in a fridge when it should be coming out of the ground in the morning. And it was just a completely different mindset, um, a massive shift. And then we had our own butchery and our, our cattle were feeding through through, um, uh, you know, coming back in through our butchery. So we had full control and we were using everything. Okay. Um, but I had like four different outlets where we could channel, you know, prime cuts or off cuts or, you know, whatever. And um, we had our own bakeries and, but the vegetables, back to the vegetables, we had, I eventually employed a, a young aspiring chef to come in early, early in the morning and work with the gardening team and then he would harvest the vegetables we needed and we'd leave a list of um, what we needed and they'd be harvested and we'd, it would come straight into the kitchen and get uh, processed, used and served. And it was such a mind shift because people ate the food and sure, the food was delicious and we put a lot of creative energy into it. But when they ate it, they said, oh, that was the most amazing meal. And I said, yeah, but we got such a responsibility because this vegetable tastes fantastic on its own. It was just vibrant. And I think the message I like to get across is don't just buy an ingredient for the sake of its form, but buy an ingredient for its nutrient density and that life force that it carries with it. And we're so out of touch with that. We're so disconnected with nature and we can just reconnect with nature and really, really grasp that this vegetable is a living entity in its own right and when we eat it and consume it that is transferred into our health and our vitality and um so that so that was a, a fantastic journey um 
Yeah, and then um, lockdown happened. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, but I utilized that time. I, I'd connected with an organization called the um, Savory Institute, mm -hmm. which basically mimics nature. So obviously, we've as, as humans, we've disrupted. Um, well, we, I think we shut out all the game in South Africa in, within 100 or 200 years. Um, but all our great plains were, you know, had roaming um, bovines. You know, I, th I think there's stories where they, you know, the, the bovines would move through over three days, all the different types of gazelle and what have you. And um, through that process, they're regenerating nature, the yeah. earth, the soil. Mm. And we've disrupted that. Mm. And the Karoo is in a state of degeneration. And, um, but it's not a lost cause because we can mimic that through, um, through the domestic agriculture in terms of animal husbandry and and basically this very clever organization has worked out a holistic management system to regenerate land um, and teach farmers how to do that so we move away from overgrazing over um, overgrazed land um, to working a system that mimics uh, the game that used to roam those plains in the first place yeah. and I've taken those principles and it's all about Context, and I've built a, a framework um, that uh, applied to business and okay. working with people. Yeah, and I had this aspiring idea that I'd, I'd be really connected to agriculture more than I am now. And the reality is, I think I'm supposed to be dealing with people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so, listening to what you said a little while ago about you know being in the start in the startup space and how everything has its own sort of life force as you bring the teams together. They haven't quite got a life force yet, and then the menu with a life force. And if I think about it, in a way, you start you're going now. You're going almost. I'm not going to say back to your roots, but if you're now coming back to the soil, because that's the original life source then into yeah. the plants, and you're in a space right now where you can reinvigorate that through your latest project, which is called Living Exchanges, am I right? Yeah. yeah. So Living Exchanges is really just that. So it's really about applying living, living principles to business and managing people. And since the Industrial Revolution, I think we had version one, they're talking about the fourth Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big uh, fan of this idea mm. uh, because we are, at the end of the day, um, not machine and we're not parts of a machine uh, we are living uh, we are living entities and um, you, you've seen it in agriculture the farmers thought or um, they've, they've really felt that you know you could just um, forget about the soil you just um, you know add a couple of ingredients and artificial fertilizer plants grow beautifully well but um, but there's always implications to to disrupting the natural cycle and I'm all about introducing that natural cycle through um, relationships with people. Okay. So my business really focuses, and, and the framework is very simple. It's um, a lot of organizations very much focus on product. I focus on what does that product do for people. Um, and we get people to really connect with what they're about. So it's really focusing on, on on why, on the why rather than um, what. Mm. And um, it's amazing that uh, it really shifts a sort of top-down structured type environment uh, where people just feel that there are parts of the machine to, f to being fully, feeling fully inclusive and important and feel 
bring out that that value within each individual. So basically I go and we set up uh, what I call a context or purpose of the organization. And then we um, this framework really looks at cause and effect. So um, to get a certain end result, you always need to set up uh, structures. Um, the structures then inform the work to be done and then you monitor outcomes and those outcomes need to support the purpose. And then the most important aspect is people. So you need to ensure that all your processes and everything that's in place isn't leaving your, your workforce invigorated because they're your greatest asset. Mm -hmm. So it's really working with all those different components and they all feedback on each other. And it's, um, yeah, working with principles of nature. I mean, that's the tagline to uh, living exchanges. So. Yeah, yeah. And clearly the importance of um, sustainable efforts through everything is exceptionally important to you in the work that you do. And I know you're based out in McGregor. Yes. At at Temenos? Yes. What does so, Temenos involve? So I've partnered with Billy. Uh, Billy's the owner of Temenos. Temenos is, it was established about 25 years ago. There's a couple of hectares of barren land with an old uh, manor house on it. And Billy's created, I think we've got, we got 11 uh, cottages, 11 suites, and this oasis in the middle of like this Karoo, mini Karoo really, in this little quaint village of McGregor. And um, it's such a beautiful lifestyle. So, you know, I walk 200 meters to work, um, often pass a car or two, or, and you just greet everybody and you know everybody. And uh, I work in this establishment where um, we've really worked with these principles and um, it, the results we're getting is really beautiful. So we got two restaurants there, great accommodation, and it's just a really peaceful, restorative, uh, place to be mm. um, and, and a great place to partner um, with Living Exchanges Principles and and with uh, with this beautiful retreat. Yeah, and I'm listening to you speak and I can still hear ringing very truly in my ears one of the first things you said when you sat down and you found that your passion is in nurturing and I think you're doing that through everything you've done and it's awesome to hear that you can live that passion and you can give back and you can make sure that others are, are feeling not only seen and heard that are being looked after in their holistically their entire well-being and that's that's fantastic i'm very very chuffed to hear of i mean when i when i started um at at Temenas, you, you know you identify various team members and they go okay that this is going to be tricky this is a tricky person to deal with but just supplying and it might sound very sort of gushy but um, there's only two main energies in life and one is the energy of love and the other one is the energy of fear and we, we basically, and I think fear can be equated to this reward system that we grow up with, you know. Um, you know, mummy's very upset with you for your room not being tidy. Sure. And then you tidy up and it says, mum's really happy with you. Here's a chocolate or something. Mm -hmm. So it's very sort of fear-based. Um, we just raise that way. And when you start applying the principles of love, it just shifts everything into... Um, it, it just does shift it. So even though you might be having a challenging time, it's just taking that feeling. And when you're interacting with somebody, you really listen with all your heart to what that person's really saying. So yes, they might be saying difficult things and they may be saying things that trigger you and they might be saying things that you really don't want to hear. And then you can go away and say, okay, all this person's really asking for is this and that. And you go back and you say, what do you think of this? This is what I'm going to do. I hear you. And the person just changes. And they suddenly have engaged staff that love what they do. They give their best 
and they work they work together and we all I think we're so used to when we communicate with each other we have to communicate through all that um, that rubbish you know that we carry with ourselves all the time and with that if that link doesn't happen I'm teaching the team to say if you experience if you're hitting a brick wall talking to somebody or somebody really upsets you just take a deep breath put it aside and come at, come at that person again but really listen mm-hmm. and let's work together to achieve what we need to in this business and it's a game changer it's just it's it just puts aside unnecessary behavior that is not life-serving sure um, and I really hope and these people do and my, my team does it, it radiates outwards so they go into their homes and maybe <laughs> when they're having a an argument with their husband or wife or girlfriend or son or whatever they'll handle it in a different way and um, that's the impact we're trying to make there at Temenos. Very, very important message that you share there. And, and thank you for doing that. And thank you for doing the work that you do. I think, as you quite rightly say, if we come together, we share the responsibilities and we go out there into the world, we can then make the differences that we're all hoping to see for a sustainable future for all of us. Yeah. So it's about the conscious living. Christian, thank you very much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure having you in the studio. Yeah, thank you. It's been great being here. and What a great show. Mm, indeed. And we'll include links to any of the details Christian has mentioned in the show notes. The Plant Powered Show brings together top local and international chefs, celebrity cooks, mixologists, health and wellness experts, as well as plant-based food, drink, and conscious living products and brands. You can subscribe to the Plant Powered Show pop-up podcast, and you can join me each week as we delve a little bit deeper into the world of conscious living on each episode. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Plant Powered Show for the latest updates, mouth-watering recipes, and engaging content. The Plant Powered Show pop-up podcast is brought to you by Latitude Apart Hotel and the City of Cape Town.